Hark the bardic paladin Who sings and plays again He tells the tales of glory And weaves a magic story He'll join you at your table And ask you to share a fable Heroes of humble origin Villains who must be fought again No matter their skill or prowess The people in life are countless so we pray you heed our request. Enjoy this tale of sidekicks and sidequests. Episode 14 Brunklesby Bonekeeper, the Dwarven Mortician. Welcome to Sidekicks and Sidequests, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast that helps to put humans back into humanity and breathe life into your campaign NPCs with backstory and bravado. That's right, we're building a world, one character at a time. I am your host, Kurt Krenwelge, the Bardic Paladin, and I'll be joining Ariel McMahon's table in the Levitating Platter. Ariel, nice to finally get a chance to uh, sit down and chat with you. I know we work together side by side, but haven't actually had a chance to uh, sit down and nerd out, as it were. Yeah, it's awesome to be here, Kurt. I'm glad. So, as we do with every episode of this show, would you like to tell the audience who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah, so um, we work at the same company. I'm a UX designer, so I am building the applications and digital products that our customers use. But I like to say I'm a UX designer by day because by night, my real passion is just like any art, drawing, creation. So I'm building like an illustration portfolio and I just like to draw things. So That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Any particular things that you like to draw the most? I like drawing food with faces and little animals because those come the easiest because that's just what I would doodle in college and in school and all of that. But um, I have, like, a project right now that I'm doing book covers because I also like to read a lot and I like to watch a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. So I take the train to work, which means I get, like, an hour to read every day, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. So I'm doing that. So that's a lot of different things. That's awesome. That sounds amazing. So have you ever or do you currently play Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah, I've played... I have a very, like, weird experience with Dungeons & Dragons so far because I have, like... I played once. That was, like, a multi-week... I, it was like probably like a three month every other week like campaign with mm-hmm. my old coworkers, and I was a halfling named uh, Parsnip. Parsnip, okay. Yes, and I was quite dexterous, and nice. I had never played Dungeons and Dragons before, so it had like some of the weirdness of not really knowing how to role play or like what the rules of the world were or like can I do this can I not so like one of my favorite parts was like one of the other players was like a wizard and he was like super uber duper tall and mm. he had like a big cane thing and everyone just starts running off and I'm like oh no I'm a little halfling I can't run as fast as you mm. and so I said that I like held on to the cane that he was holding <laughs> so that I could go as fast as he could and the the dungeon master was like okay and she rolled for it and i could do that and nice. that was like the first time i was like aha i can do anything now as did long you... as the dice says i can <laughs> exactly and did you fall for the uh, the classic pairing of halfling with 
thief rogue background class? No, I was a half. Well, actually, I forget. I was a halfling. Something. Paladin. Oh, a halfling paladin. Very yes. nice. Yes, I was. Okay. Um, and then the second game I've ever played was literally just one night for like five hours, mm-hmm. and we just got a starter pack with some friends, mm-hmm. and we just picked our characters really fast. And I don't even remember my name from that one. And we just did, like, one campaign. We only got past the first cave. And even then, we were outside of it because some of the other players were dummies. So. Oh, let me guess. <laughs> were you playing the Lost Minds of Fandelver? Was it like you, no came a, you came across some dead horses and yes. then some goblins attacked you yeah. and you followed them back to the cave? Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what yep. we played. That's yep. the, that module or that adventure is called the Lost Minds of Fandelver. And it's the starter adventure that comes in the 5th edition starter kit. So I've had a chance to run that. I haven't actually made it through the entire adventure, but, you know, some people say it's hit or miss. It was a lot of fun with who we were playing with because there was just like, you know, we're standing at the river and it's like the fork in the river. We're like on the land and we're looking at the entrance of the cave Mm. and we're like, all right, we spent like literally like, you know, you spend planning minutes, like 15 minutes planning, like, okay, if you do this and I'll do this and whatever. And one of the guys on his turn, he's like, um, I face the cave and I yell, hey, goblins. Yeah, so there you then we go. freaking just replan everything, and like he did something else like that while we were fighting. Like there was this whole thing. We were gonna put a rope on the ground and try to like catch the leader and all this stuff. So one person was holding the rope, waiting to bait the other guy, mm-hmm. and everyone just starts attacking him. So the rope was never used, and she's like, "Well, <laughs> thanks, guys. The whole plan is ruined. It was just a night full of that." <laughs> yep, that's a typical experience. Yeah. So, yeah, you had a pretty authentic D&D experience. Yeah. For the first question, do you have a favorite NPC, whether it's from D&D or maybe a video game or a book or movie or whatever? And So who did you pick and why are they your favorite? So it took me a while to pick because um, I wanted to pick from video games because I have played, I would say, a small amount of games. I used to play more in my childhood, but they were still just like racing games and stuff like that. So I just started picking up like... Pokemon, Sword and Shield, and like Luigi's Mansion, and playing like Mario Super Brothers or Superstar, Mario Brothers Superstar thing. There's a lot of Mario games. There's like, yeah, it was like the one with Superstar in the name. Okay. And then like, you know, just ran, oh, a couple Zeldas. I got a couple Zeldas in my belt. So it's like the the NPCs, I had to like really think because like my favorite game is Luigi's Mansion. Okay. So I was like, okay, so maybe there's like some NPCs in there that like I particularly liked, but. The one that stands out for me is, like, whenever I would play Mario Party or, like, before I even played any sort of RPG game, mm-hmm. um, I would always pick Shy Guy. <laughs> right. Because he's just, like, he's adorable, and I love his name, and I love his just, like, wink, wink, like, demeanor. Right. You know, like, he's just hanging out, and you have no idea what he's about, but he's there, and he's going to have a good time. Um, exactly. So that's kind of how, like, I would always play a Shy Guy because I liked him, mm-hmm. um, and I could choose any color, which you can do for everyone, but I like that. Um, and then I played Luigi's Mansion, and I freaking love Luigi in Luigi's Mansion because he's, like, whistling and, like, mumbling to himself. He's like, Mario. Like, you know, like, he's... It's, like, the my favorite game so far that I've played, and I'm on Luigi's Mansion 2 now, so no spoilers. Okay. But, yeah, fighting... I didn't realize that's where Shy Guy... Or Shy Guy made an appearance there. I don't know if that's, like, his original, like, where he's from. Fighting him and having, like, to take his mask off and, like, his little spear thing, he was, like, evil all of a sudden, and I'm like, what are you doing, Shy Guy? You know? So I would say he's probably my favorite. Yeah, no, Shy Guy's pretty cool. The way I remember Shy Guy is just kind of being like a Bowser minion. And then like over time, like, yeah, Shy Guy's popularity is picked up. I think the Shy Guys may have been the quote unquote bad guys in Yoshi's story in Nintendo 64, if I remember right, because that's all Yoshi's 
teaming up and stuff like yeah. that, having their own adventure. Yeah, but... I love Yoshi. Because, like, sometimes he's an NPC, right? But then sometimes you can play him. So exactly. So he's kind of, like, one of those. Yeah, well, you know, NPC today, a player character tomorrow. Right. So, there yes. you go. I'm waiting for the Shy Guy uh, mansion. Shy Guy mansion. There you go. <laughs> and now for the next part, do you happen to have a favorite side quest from D&D, video game, movie, film, book? Yeah. Whatever. And why is it your favorite? Yeah. I still stuck to video games and the only, like... I, I piddle a lot, mm. so like, and it, it drives my boyfriend, who is getting me more into video games, uh, and I'm getting him more into movies. It kind of drives him a little crazy, because he's like, I want you to finish this game so you can play the next game. And I'm like, but I'm having fun in this little thing with these people that don't matter. Right. <laughs> the most piddling that I've done, and what I find super enjoyable is like, I'm in Pokemon, I'm playing Pokemon Shield right now, and A, Pokemon are adorable. Mm-hmm. I love them. I'd never, I've never played a Pokemon game. I've never collected oh, the cards. Oh, really? I know who some of them are. Like, I know Ninetales and Charizard. And yeah. it took me until That's my... like first generation old school. Oh, yeah. Like, it took me until my teenage years to realize that Pikachu's name was not Pokemon. <laughs> like, I'm seriously not behind okay. my, in my knowledge. So this is all a brand new it world. It is a brand new world. And I, like, I'm, like, you know, collecting the little Pokemon, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's so cute. And I kept, like, sharing my screen, and he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, but this one's adorable. So I got really lost in the wild area is what all that was about. Okay, so just exploring the Pokemon world and yes. capturing and discovering new Pokemon. Yep. Yeah, no, that's a great side quest. Yeah, when you're not worrying about having to battle gym leaders know, yeah. for badges, you could just... And you can like, go any time, which is the danger of it. That's <laughs> true. I'll just, I'll just go So there. you can just spend all your time just grinding away in the bu- in the grass and the bushes and yep. just leveling up your Pokemon. There you yes. go. And then for the last question here in the uh, guest interview portion of the show is, what are you passionate about and why? I think I put something relatively vague but it kind of goes back to what I do because what I do is what I'm passionate about for the most part so I really just like I've always loved drawing and art and making things but I I just find a lot of satisfaction in like being like I made that you know so it's like it could be something that I drew or something that I even like made for someone else Mm -hmm. or like I'm gonna build a mantle above my fireplace because it is very bare and plain right now and I'm going to construct something that's going to be amazing. Cool. Um, so really just any opportunity to like get crafty and draw something or make something. That's awesome. That's what I like. All right. Well, without further ado, let's head into NPC creation. I sent you all the questions to come up with an amazing NPC character, and from what I saw, you did come up with a rather amazing NPC <laughs> character. So, would you like to tell us what this character's name is? Yes, this is uh, Brunklesby Bonekeeper. A... Uh, last name attributed to you, but it is amazing because it goes with Brunklesby, and it has a B and a K in it, so it's pretty great. Alliterative, <laughs> you might yes. say. All right, and then uh, what is the ancestry or racial background for Brunklesby Bonekeeper? <laughs> I almost went with like a dwarfling, but he's just like a straight up dwarf. Okay, yeah. straight up dwarf. Straight up dwarf. All right, and what is the what's his job or role in dwarven society then? He's a mortician. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I uh, I've been reading a couple of different books on death. 
<laughs> and it's really it's really interesting, like mm-hmm. different cultural like traditions and like what does happen if you die underwater, like just crazy weird things like that. Mm-hmm. But I thought it would be really interesting because dwarves are already like you know cave dwellers, diggers, like all of that sort of stuff, and it would be hilarious if he dug for corpses. <laughs> Dug for corpses, I mean, like to know, put them in no, graves, or yes. he's trying to find grave, corpses. Grave digger. Oh, there you yes. go. Okay, and then how old uh, is uh, Brunkles B? In my head, he was just kind of like what you imagine a middle-aged dwarf to be. So I just said forty-five. Okay, he's got some wrinkles here and there. He's got some worldly experience. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, don't know how long they live, but right, at I think, least forty-five. <laughs> right. I think I think dwarves could be up a couple hundred years. So if you want more middle yeah. age, we could push it further. Yeah, he's hundred and two. <laughs> I mean, if you want a hundred and two, forty-five or a hundred and two, it's yep. your it's your guess. Yep. Right in that hundred and two range of experience. All right. We're 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 changing the notes. It's a hundred and two yes. years 102. old. Hundred and two. All right. So let's describe what is the how when I look at Brunklesby, what do I see? Okay, so he's a relatively average dwarf person. Okay. So not like any taller, stouter, thinner, whatever. But he's like, his characteristic is he's always like kind of dirty. Okay. Like, you know, because, I mean, he does all day and, mm. you know, with probably a shovel or something, we'll figure that out. But like, you know, dirt under his fingernails, he's always got like little splotches of dirt everywhere. Mm. And he has like really bushy, like long black hair but his beard is also super bushy so it's like you can kind of you gotta have to look around and see his face you mm-hmm. know under all the mess and right. unkemptness but when you do dive deep and you're like oh i would like to see into the eyes of brunklesby bonekeeper they're like a light blue oh so he's like like yeah we're gonna get into the adjectives but like it's almost like a little santa twinkle Oh, there you go. Yep. So just kind of like a regular <laughs> pig pen of a dwarf yep. who has like really nice looking eyes. Yeah, if you can see them. If you can see them. And covered <laughs> in dirt. All right. <laughs> so then the three adjectives that describe Brunkles B. Yeah. So as a mortician slash grave digger, he is a very productive dwarf. Mm-hmm. So he, he will get that job done and in record time. But like I imagine him kind of like the Santa twinkle in his eye, like He's a relatively bubbly personality. Like, mm. he will be, like, relatively energetic and bouncy uh, and outgoing. But the third one is, like, literal. So he, he will be, like, a little tactless sometimes. Or, okay. like, I kind of imagine, like, a, a bubbly dwarf version of, like, Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Where, like, sometimes okay. he just doesn't get it. Right. He, he doesn't, he doesn't like, understand oh. metaphors or similes. Yeah, like okay. he just like sometimes it just goes right over his head, but he just keeps on he just keeps on going. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So like a really <laughs> cheerful mortician, yeah, just like up, upbeat and nice yeah. about everything. Not like oh, you're gonna be a new customer of mine soon, but just like hey, what's up? I'm a mortician. I like yeah. digging dirt and stone all day. Actually, a little bit of the first one too. <laughs> okay, so he is excited that he's gonna get new customers. Oh yeah, yes, okay. He is. He's very excited about his work. <laughs> all right. So now, what is the valuable item, piece of lore, a secret, or maybe an ideal or concept that uh, Brunkle's Bee Bone Keeper adheres to or has in his possession? Yeah. So that's the one thing that kind of, like, I haven't thought of all the way. Okay. So I don't know what sort of, like, materials you have. 
Okay. But, like, I, you know, I was thinking of everything that was really literal, like, oh, he has a cool shovel. I don't really want him to just have a cool shovel. <laughs> like, okay. You know, I want something with, like, a little more history or lore in it. Okay. Well, if you want, I do happen to have my tables here, and if you wanted to randomly roll and, and get one. Yes. Okay, so let's see. So the first one for item is we have to roll a d4 to figure out what category it is. So, I, sorry I don't have fully sound effects for dice this time around. We're just using a, a dice app right now. But okay, we got a 2. So that would mean that Brunkle's B Bonekeeper has a piece of lore. And so now we're going to roll... Maybe I should be letting you click on the I was going to say, I'm going to click on this one. All right, so now you <laughs> want to click on the d6. Boink. All right, oh, 6. There we go. All right, so... The piece of lore that he has is he knows about the goblins who live in the woods. Ooh. Okay. So that's interesting. Is it because he has been seeing a lot of customers lately (laughs) that have tried to go into the woods but have been killed by goblins? He probably has a whole little uh, nurtured field of customers or, you know, ex-customers. Right. (laughs) Or I was going to say, does he have a personal vendetta maybe against any goblins? where they are. All right. I mean, we can, I mean, maybe that inspires something else or we can keep that and just keep going. He knows about the goblins in the woods. Okay. So definitely, whether they're hill dwarves or whether they're mountain dwarves. um, You know what it could be. What? Um, He might know about the goblins in the woods, but those goblins are like an ancient, like, burial ground of goblins. That would be good. The duck of the goblins are dead. So they're undead goblins in the woods? Ooh. Is that yes. what it is? Yeah. Okay, so un- uncool, undead goblins that live <laughs> in the woods, which are in fact ancient goblin burial grounds, yeah. and because Brunklesby is a mortician and death is his subject of study, he would obviously know a lot about them and their culture oh, yeah. and their death practices and stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's a lot more uh, exciting. What would be a particular quest? That Brunklesby would be willing to recruit or hire uh, adventurers and player characters to go on. Interesting. Do we need a plot, or now that we know the secret, the lore that he has, is he going to be like... Yeah, I feel like we should build off that. Does, like, oh, hey, I need you to go get something from this burial site? Or, or I don't know, what do you think? Or, oh, hey, the undead goblins are getting out of control. I need you to put them back down and put their spirits to rest or yeah. something? Maybe it's almost like, like as the NPC... The main, like, what would you call it? The main campaign, the main... Right, the main quests. Quest, the quest main the, the main storyline. Yeah. yeah. The main storyline is, like, maybe they're sort of being plagued or haunted, you know? And then, at some point, enough stuff has just has happened to them that's like, oh, are we, do they have a poltergeist? Like, what, what, what is going on? <laughs> um, and then they eventually meet Brunklesby, Bonekeeper. Mm. And he's like, oh... Seems you like you have some of the undead goblins on your hands. Okay. <laughs> so he might be the one that leads them in the right direction with the historical significance of what they've been experiencing. Okay. So then the side quest <laughs> would be he's going to send them there to like just to wreck shop at the burial mm. site or just, you know, take care of the undead goblins or bring something back from the yeah. site. Or what do you think? It could be, well, I mean, if we're going for, like, straight-up storytelling when it comes to a poltergeist or ghost, it's almost like putting them to rest. Or, like, but if they're undead goblins, it's almost like they would have to be invisible while plaguing the characters. 
But I guess they could be visible if they're just like hanging out in their woods. <laughs> right. So just a bunch uh, of undead goblins yeah, shambling just a bunch of around. <laughs> Partying, you know, among the red oaks. <laughs> yep. But yeah, maybe they have to like um either talk to the main one to stop plaguing them and be on their side or like do maybe they have to go there and like complete an extra quest for that kind of like like going back to my old zelda days like a year ago right (laughs) of like you know you get to this new place and you're like oh my god this is the cave part and then you have to do something for that specific npc to advance to the next plot point you know so like maybe they have to go to the woods and find the main goblin man and maybe fight some off along the way and be like we just need you to do this thing and then he's like no i'll do that if you do this for me and then they have even another side quest okay so this (laughs) excuse me so this side quest then is an introduction to additional quests that brunklesby might be able to offer so by going to the undead goblin burial grounds and killing them all, putting them to rest, stopping all the, the plaguing terrors along the road from the woods. Um, then Brunklesby maybe opens up to them is like, oh, hey, and then there's more quests and more info, and, you know, he can provide more lore and information and stuff. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, what is going to be, how is Brunklesby going to award them? Is he going to award them more quests, or is he going to, what what is he going to give the heroes who successfully go to these goblin burial grounds, you know, deal with the undead menace and then come back and report, hey, we took care of it. A solid thank you. <laughs> no, just, just a solid thank you? <laughs> I'm trying to think of something a little bit cooler. But Brunklesby is a pretty outgoing dude, so he might actually want to join them. And oh. they might have to tell him no. <laughs> He's like, wow, you guys are pretty cool. Can I, can I come with you? <laughs> I mean, that's that's possible, yeah. If they succeed, he might be willing to join the party, lend his services as a uh, hireling. He would be an NPC. Well, he would still be an NPC. He still would be an NPC, but he could be a follower character. He could yeah. be like a hireling or something. Is it cleaning up their messes. Cleaning yeah. up their messes, learning, you know, going out in the world and exploring more death rituals and practices and stuff, right? Yeah. You know what's interesting? So when I was first imagining what he was, and thinking of the adjectives, which actually give him more personality. Um, I just kind of imagined the main players are, like, getting into fights with people, and they're, like, all about, you know, the violence. And then he just kind of, like, scoots into the frame, and he's like, what's going on over here? And then he's, like, you know, pretty excited about it, and he's, like, watching. Because he's, like, on any side, because someone's going to fight to the death, and the death is what he's there for, so that he can just kind of, like, take that away. (laughs) So he's kind of, like, twiddling his fingers excitedly, Watching all the different battles and duels and stuff, and then he's like, yeah, and then he's like, someone just died, and that's my job. All right, yeah. fair enough. Okay, <laughs> that's a that's a. I mean, that's a good reward. I mean, he's willing to lend his services to follow follow the party and uh, and help them out in their adventures. Okay, so what would be the consequence of failure of not succeeding in dealing with the undead plague? Or ah. they get straight up, they meet him, and they're like, all right, well, you're crazy. We're going to ignore you. Bye. And they just leave and don't well, interact with him for they're gonna. Well, yeah, obviously, there's still going to be the undead to deal with. But. Yeah. If the main, you mean like if the main party goes to the woods because Brunklesby let them know what was out there and where to go? Mm-hmm. And then if they fail, 
to kill the undead. Right. If they fail to kill then, the undead, or mm-hmm. just straight up they never talk to Brunklesby and they don't go on the side quest adventure, what's going to be the failure or the consequence of that? Ooh. So it's almost like if Brunklesby did give them something, they, and they would just said, never get that thing, which would probably have been very helpful. Mm-hmm. But since we didn't have him give them something, they're just missing his presence, which I'm not sure if that's really a failure. <laughs> right. So, that one's I mean, good. yeah, obviously the players could be mortally wounded in their By pursuit. The yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I would assume that there would be like some kind of boss in the undead. Right. Probably what it means, it sounds like, because if they don't deal with it now, it's just going to continue to get worse. And there will just be a straight up, like, all the nearby towns and villages are going to be overrun with undead because the players didn't stop to deal with this, quash it, nip it in the bud. Seems like a concerning thing to me. Okay. (laughs) All right. And did you say you had a chance to look through the optional questions as well, if there was anything in there? Or do you feel like we've covered all the ground for Brunklesby? Brunklesby. We've definitely covered the ground that I have thought of, and some that I have not thought of yet. If you're good, then I'm good, and we can go on to the next section then, if you're ready. Yes. Let's hit up a random encounter. So this is the portion of the show where we do a roleplay exercise. So you will be taking the part of uh, Brunklesby Bone Keeper. And then I will adopt the persona of an adventurer character that I think I've dubbed Duncan at this point in time. He's shown up in a couple of other random encounters. So I'll be playing the part of Duncan the adventurer. And then you'll be uh, Brunklesby. Yeah. All right. right. So The old BB. Yep, the old BB. Ugh. Oh, man, that was quite a journey down the road. I had to deal with quite a number of horrible goblins dead and and undead and alive. And uh, what is that that smell as I pass into this dwarf in town? It's very dirty smelling in in here. And is that what is that shape that's moving around inside this this shop? What is going on? And there's like ding, ding, ding. Yep. Enter the shop. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Hello, young adventurer. Oh. Seems like you've seen some bloody encounters so far, yes? Yes, I had to kill quite a number of goblins on the road just to get to town. Oh boy, those goblins, they always seem to be running amok. Running amok. Yes, I would I would agree. And, uh, I don't... I tried to see if I could follow them back to where they were coming from, but as, uh, as soon as I took out a couple, the rest just kind of shambled away, so... Ah, they got discouraged very easily, did they? They did. Do they seem a little green to you? Some of them seemed green, but some of them seemed gray, and some of them seem to be falling apart, which is not something I encounter ah, very often. It seems you've become a favorite of the old undead goblins of the woods. Oh, do you know about these undead goblins of the woods? Oh yes, look around the shop, young lad. I know all about death. See, death follows me everywhere. So part of my studies is knowing the lore of all of the creatures in our land. And part of that includes the the unholy ancient burial grounds in the Red Oak Woods. Ooh. Oh yes, yes. Would you like to hear more? I would like to hear more. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. 
All right. Well, that seemed like a very promising introduction to Brunklesby, as well as the side quest of dealing with the undead goblin burial grounds there in the red red oak woods, I believe you called them. Yes. So that's that's very interesting. What did you think as we go into our final thought section of this experience of the show? I think it's always fun to think of just someone outrageous that would never exist in the real world and give them a silly name. <laughs> right. And I don't know. I, I enjoy I always enjoy the character building part of it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, everyone always gets stuck in character creation for at least a good hour or two before oh, yeah. they actually get to playing the game. Oh, yeah. Because you want to be able to, like, you know, really take on the personality of the person. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, yeah, if they, you know, get drunk throughout the day every day. Or if they get particularly excited about death. So. Right, there you go. <laughs> well, uh, Ariel, our... Where can people find you on the internet if they want to follow your art or anything like that? Where can they where can they find you on the interwebs? Okay, cool. Um, I just have an Instagram really of stuff. Feel free to follow me. Um, it's lovely ligatures. So it's lovely underscore ligatures, and a ligature is when it's like a design thing. So when you have typography, if two letters are joined, mm-hmm. um, that's a ligature. There you so, go. Yeah. And then uh, I know you were mentioning the book cover art you were doing. Is that still all on your Instagram as well? Oh, yeah. Or... Okay, so we'll just... Oh, it's taken over. It's taken <laughs> over. Okay, so we'll go... We'll make sure to follow you on Instagram so we can see all the cool art that you are producing. Awesome. Well, all right. Uh, I, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on my show and, and taking the time to birth and introduce Brunkles Bee Bonekeeper to the world. I've never thought of birthing Brunkles Bee. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing literary... Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidekicks and Sidequests. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast through Apple Podcast, Google Play, and Overcast, or feel free to save the RSS feed to use the app of your choice. Visit our website, https colon forward slash forward slash sidekicksandsidequests.com for links, write-ups of the NPCs, and to learn more about the podcast. To stay up to date and share your fan creations, you can like and follow the podcast on social media by searching for at Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. The podcast is also on Reddit, so join our subreddit community at r slash Podcast to share your art, stories, discussions, and commentary. If you'd like to hail the bard, send an email to sidekicksandsidequests, all one word, at gmail.com. I ask that you please leave an honest review on iTunes to help spread the word about the show. Sidekicks and Sidequests is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy, meaning I'm not approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast. Copyright Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you at the pub next time. Bar to rock on one, two, one, two, three, four! Oh! Psychics, psycho